Good morning, Southeast Minnesota. We're excited to be back for another episode of Today in Agronomy. Josh, as we look towards today's show, we're really excited to just really dig a little bit deeper into some of the agronomic factors that drove yield in 2019. As we start to dig into some of these factors, maybe throwing it back over to you to just explain where we are getting some of this information on our end. Yeah, pretty much all the information we're going to talk about today's show comes from our local uh, agronomy summary book uh, that we publish every year. I think this is our sixth year in a row we publish an agronomy summary book for Southeast Minnesota. Uh, always an exciting time of year as we get that wrapped up. I uh, went to the printer on Monday. I expect that to hit the countryside here probably the middle of next week after the Thanksgiving break. Uh, be sure to ask your local Pioneer sales rep to get your hands on a copy and you can look at all the information we're talking about today. Uh, if you're not able to get a copy, don't be shy to tweet at Wise or at Josh Hoffner and uh, we'll make sure we get you a copy uh, delivered to you one way or the other. Uh, so let's start out with soybeans, Allie. We talked a little bit. Uh, we were just about had the data finalized la- on last week's show. This week we do. Uh, starting out with soybeans, kind of how do we land from a historical standpoint? Yep, absolutely. So historically, if we look all the way back to 2014, we were sitting right around 58 bushels per acre. We peaked in year 2016 around 70 bushels per acre. And then as we came into 2019, we were sitting a little bit closer to 60 bushels per acre. So 2019 is is certainly coming in maybe a tick below 2018, but maybe just a touch above 2017 a couple years back. So that's a look at historical plot averages on soybean. Josh, maybe walk us through some of the yield trend lines on yield by planning date in soybeans. Yeah, certainly planting date was a big talking point. You know, some of the challenges of the the spring of 2019 are front and center, and certainly we had a wide range of planting dates. Uh, So I'm going to walk through this kind of year by year here, just looking at how many bushels on average are we giving up per day uh, that planting is delayed. If we go back to the 2017 crop, it was about 0.4 bushels per day we gave up. Fast forward to 2018, it was about a third of of a bushel per day. As we got to 2019, it was a tenth of of a bushel per day. When I did dig into the 2019 data alley, one thing that stood out to me was about half of our locations got planted in about a 48-hour time frame. So when you do look at that trend line, you're trying to look at what was that impact per day. We had such a tight grouping of planting dates, we even didn't see that separation some of our listeners might be saying, gosh, some of my early plant of beans seemed way better than my late plant of beans. And I think in a general trend, it was it was still a very uh, big gap of early to late planting. However, in our data, we got to go by what we had in the trend line, and that's where we landed. If you take those three years together, it's about a quarter bushel per day we give up in soybean yield uh, as planting gets delayed in those three springs year over year. So, Allie, that really kind of, you know, when you start looking at that, it kind of really sparks that debate of, or maybe that looking at the future of what we need to do to improve overall yields and profitability is, do we need to start examining adding a second tractor, a second planter, specifically to move up the soybean planting date to basically pair that or match it up? When I start corn, I'm going to start beans the same day. Yeah. So really, Josh, I think it ultimately comes down to what is your time worth? So if we look at currently, let's say it takes two weeks to plant corn, then we're switching to soybeans. If we looked at moving our soybean planting date up a couple weeks to match our corn planting dates, let's figure in what that time would be worth. So you figure that 0.26 bushel per day times your 15 days, that equates to about 3.9 bushels per acre to be gained. So if we could plant, say, 25 acres per hour times that 3.9 bushel per acre, times $9 beans, we're sitting somewhere between that $800 and $900 per hour rate to be gained. So it really, there's a lot to be gained in terms of what your time is worth. And that's a pretty staggering number when you really dig into it. Yeah, it is. In some ways you can look at, well, hey, there's three, four bushel that you can gain there. But sometimes when you really, I really like that looking at it, what's my time worth or what's that equipment worth per hour? And you start putting that, you know, 
when you start knocking on the door something that's worth a thousand dollars an hour to the operation, it's it becomes a pretty quick pretty quick mathematical equation to figure, okay, how long is it gonna take me to maybe pay for this investment? And certainly I think moving forward, Allie, you know, planning data is extremely important in corn. We'll talk about that as well. But mm-hmm. we can't forget that it's equally, if maybe even not a little more important on the soybean side of things as well, uh, to make sure we're getting those yields. And the flip side of the alley, we also, in a lot of cases, we can maybe move up that harvest date a little bit, which certainly the falls have been about as unfriendly as the springs. And that's one advantage of, you know, maybe moving that harvest window up, you know, 10, 14 days can really help us on that side of things as well. Um, Allie, yield by geography. I'm going to cover this a little bit. We, we kind of teased on this a little bit last week as we look at the yield by geography you know one thing when we look at soybeans if we kind of really look at that that extreme southeast corner if we take those four counties you know Olmstead and Winona in Houston and Fillmore you know the soybeans yield in those locations 64 and a half bushels as we move west to a lot of the geographies that you cover that average fell off to down to 58 bushels so per, a kind of a big swing but but Allie I think when you do look at planting date planting conditions early windows you know, maybe some drainage. What were some of your your thoughts on that that spread that we saw east to west? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think you hit on the biggest factor, and that's just as you look at extreme southeast Minnesota, just the natural drainage you have with more of your hills that allowed you to, to, I think, dry out quicker, hit those earlier planting windows a lot better than we did to the west. To the west, our water just tended to sit quite a bit more. We didn't seem to get the plant height through our beans and closed canopy that you did on back to the east. And I certainly think that's what ultimately contributes back to our overall west soybean average yields being below the trend. And as you look to the east, you're actually sitting above the historical trend line. Yeah, absolutely. And that was likely just, you know, just some differences in the landscape and, and some weather changes there as well. You know, one thing, Allie, you know, looking at fungicide and soybeans, and I might pair this together a little bit in management in general, it really seemed like to me as we looked at, at soybean performance across the area, intensive management really had good return on investment. Yeah, absolutely. So let's just dig in a little bit. One thing that sticks in my mind in terms of intensive management would be a fungicide addition to your beans. And in beans, when we look at adding that fungicide, it's all about timing. So those that hit that R3 window a little bit more specifically probably saw a little bit more of a bushel game, say somewhere between three and five bushels per acre. That's just a general generalization of that bushel response across southeast Minnesota. I think in general, too, we already hit on planting date in soybeans, but as you dig on into the fact that those planting windows that we did hit, those soybeans had a lot to overcome in terms of getting themselves out of the ground. So soybeans that were treated with that fungicide, insecticide, and in some cases, you look at the amount of compaction, maybe adding the addition of a levo to overcome some of the SCS pressure you might see from year to year in fields certainly started to factor in. Another key piece that we know is factoring in is how did we manage our weed management from field to field, certainly that does get very, very difficult when you're looking at the windows that you maybe had to make those timely applications. You went from plan A to B to C this year, but just overall controlling those weeds factors in as well. And then I think as we move on in, just making sure as we got later in the season, keeping your planning maturities a little bit later and not shortening shortening those up too soon. Also, as you looked at, we had a lot of planning windows later in the season, just keeping your planting populations up along with those later maturity beans. So that's just my overall take on soybeans. I think when we come back from the break, Josh, we're just going to dig a little bit more into corn. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Thanks.